This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast Kevin and Chuck. Well, today the internet looks a little bit better. I think uh, things are on the up. We'll see. Um, basically, um, we had a listener, uh, Edward, uh, sent a request about, uh, you know, going away to college and how do you prepare for that? And I wanted to talk about that and basically traveling and kind of just being away from home and what you can do to prepare and when you're, you know, away and, and have to get back to your stuff or maybe can't get back to your stuff. Wanted to cover some of those ideas, how we can kind of look ahead and, and think about what to do. I mean, being away at college is worrisome for every parent. Um, it's always on your mind of, oh, you know, my kid's out there. What if they need me? What if, you know, something happens? And from the kid point of view, you know, it's, it's hey, I don't have the normal support system that, you know, I can normally count on. And that's, that's a big change. That's, you know, real. Because, I mean, all the time as preppers, we talk about having some kind of support network or having the supplies and resources set up to, you know, replace what people can do for us. And you're obviously limited on what you can keep in a college dorm room or on your car when you're out traveling or when you're saying with aunt Susie, you know? So that's, that's definitely, you know, something that is, is worth taking a look at as a prepper. And it's something to think about every time that you go out, you know, I mean, every time you go away, you know, it's one thing to be able to get home from work and that might be 20 miles or 30 miles you know, to get home. And that's, that's a big deal. But imagine, you know, 500 miles or a thousand miles, you know, away from home. That's, that's an even bigger deal. And that's something to, you know, plan and prepare for. Um, 
One of the first things that comes to mind is when you choose to go somewhere. I think you need to decide, is it worth going? Where am I going? You know, to assess the area, the importance of the trip. Now, do we live a paranoid and and sheltered life and not go anywhere? Would I not like, hey, you know, let's not go on vacation in New Orleans and have a good time because it's not, you know, the safest place and it's far away from home and it's hard to get back. You still are going to live your life. I don't think we should be running around living in fear, but I think you should be aware of what, you know, what, what it entails when you go somewhere. And, um, you know, I, I think you should go away to college and, and do, you know, if college is your thing and whatever, you know, it's whatever your goals are. I think going out and having an adventure is a good thing. Um, I love it. I mean, there's no point in prepping if you're not living your life, right? I mean, it's like, why? Why do I even bother? You know, let me preserve this miserable existence where I'm a slave to my garden and my, you know, that that's not how life should be. Life should be uh, out having a good time and, and enjoying it, you know, having the greatest things. And that's all good. Um, I think be aware of where you're going. So, I do somewhat pick my destinations, but again, I mean, if I'm willing to go to New Orleans, then, you know, I'm willing to make compromises on the safety and and how things are. So, you know, but if, you know, Aunt Susie lives in uh, Chicago, I might not want to go see Aunt Susie as much, but if I really like Aunt Susie, you do what you got to do and you're going to maybe step up how you prepare for that trip, you know, and, and, you know, how long you're there or, you know, different things. Maybe you can talk Aunt Susie to coming and seeing you half the time. Um, I know uh, one of uh, my relatives wanted us to come visit them and they were like, Hey, I'll pay for your hotel room and whatever. Cause that way I don't have to take time off work and, and travel and, you know, whatever it's easy. Like I get the vacation part out of it, of seeing people and having fun. And, you know, maybe you go something like that again. All right. I know we're talking about college and that's what you guys are worried about, but I'm just saying, you know, pick and choose. Same thing though. When you're choosing a college, how far away is it from home? Do I have some kind of support network out there? Maybe my home is a thousand miles away but maybe I have an uncle who lives a hundred miles away or 50 miles away, or maybe even my family friend, you know, maybe my parents were friends with somebody who lives in that town or only an hour away. Find out who those people are. Maybe uh, talk to them and let them know, Hey, you know, um, I'm going to be going to college only 40 minutes from you. You know, if things ever got bad, could I, you know, make my way to your house? Cause that's a lot more realistic. Or could I even, you know, stockpile some supplies there um, to help me get home? And then something like that is more realistic. But I think the honest answer is maybe look at an alternative, right? So you have, nobody wants to be away from your family and and think about like that, like, hey, I'm not going to see you ever again. Oh, that would be horrible, right? But what if you're like, hey, you know, my plan would be, I'm going to go hang out here. I'm going to make this the new norm and I'm going to set up 
and mom and dad aren't going to expect me to come home. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to worry that I died because we have plans that I'm like, hey, if something, you know, major where there's no power grid and no cars and there's no chance of me coming home, then I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to hunker down here because that's what's safest. And sometimes making that choice, but also having those discussions beforehand, I think, are really going to help because that puts people's minds at ease. You know, they're not as worried. Hey, they never came home. That means that they're laying in some gutter somewhere. No, you know, we had a plan that, you know, if things go bad, you're in college, you're an adult, and you're going to handle your own business and be your own man. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, let's kind of circle back around and let's try and get you home. You know, that's that's the better plan. But I think having other backups, and I also think if you're planning on making it home, having ways to, um, places to stop, you know, hey, you know, I, I can go halfway, we know this person. Halfway, we know this other person. You know, get to know who's around, who's, you know, available for you to connect with. Those things are going to matter, you know. Where can I find resources? So that's that's kind of step two of it. So decide where you're going to go um, and, you know, the risks and things and, and decide what's worth to you. You know, if the program or you getting accepted at that college is the deciding factor that, you know, they have a good program that you're into and, and you're qualified to go there and that, you know, they, they met the financial, uh, you know, requirements you're looking for. Were you saying something? No, no. I think that, no. you know, I think that, you know, to get it, get to that point though, you know, when you're at the college, you have to, you have to kind of uh, assess the situation, you know, say you're uh you know say you're from uh up north somewhere and your biggest uh worry is uh you know blizzards during the winter time but you're going to school in in florida you know so now you know maybe your biggest risk is is hurricanes you know you have to kind of be aware of of your new area and what the what the dangers are there you're used to your own you know your own home home turf and and what things might go wrong but you know, being in a new place, you've got to uh, kind of look at the look at the new environment and assess uh, assess what the dangers of the new area are. You know, whether it's crime or natural disaster, you know, anything like that might be uh, something that you're going to have to kind of kind of shift your your uh, your focus on on you know what to be aware of. Well, I think that's right. Now, I do think one of the things that that come up. Um, all right. Well, now let's expand on that. So say you're, you're going to college in, in Florida or on the coast, you know, on the East coast, um, hurricanes are, are a real threat. So like a college room, you don't have a lot of room to store stuff, right? Um, a lot of people do take a car to college, which is, is nice. That's going to help. Um, cause it expands your storage, right? Mm-hmm. You might be able to have a, uh, a a legal firearm, although being in a different state, a lot of times that's not an option. Um, I know some people, you know, might go to college in like Virginia or 
something like that. Virginia has a pretty easy uh, non-resident concealed carry that, you know, you could get, that's, you know, something you could do. Um, A lot of the, the programs, but again, most concealed carry are, uh, are 21 and up. Right. And so college kids are like 18. You're not, you know, necessarily available for a handgun, but also a lot of places having a, a small rifle, not a bad way to go. And it doesn't have to be the scary AR-15 blaster, you know, maybe a Ruger 10-22 with a decent scope and knowing how to use it in your car. Not so bad. I know a lot of colleges and schools. I feel like it's about 50-50 now with um, states allowing you to have firearms on a college campus, like in your vehicle. Uh, In the dorm, I think you're going to limit that a lot more um, where it goes to small, you know, options. But I also think a decent knife, uh, you had, when we were discussing this earlier, you had mentioned something about, uh, they have those, uh, pen, pen knives. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of, a couple of things that, you know, are, are reasonable tactical decisions that aren't, you know, aren't going to (laughs) break the bank that, you know, you could kind of, uh, bring with you, you know, one is that, you know, there's a couple of, couple of things. One that I wanted to touch on was the, um, the body armor backpacks—they have a yes. lot of uh, a lot of options with that, and uh, I know a few people that have gotten them and and we're happy with them. Um, but I mean, if you go online, you can find uh, you know a hundred different options: uh, leatherback gear, uh, Premier body armor, Citizens armor. They all have have uh, um, backpacks that you know will flip over, so you can cover front and back. Uh, right with, that you know with with body armor and in in a bad situation having that backpack that you're always having with you um you know really could could help out a lot you know a lot of those i remember that college shooting at at virginia tech and uh, yeah having something like that that you can just flip over that you already have with you you can just flip over and strap yourself up and get the fuck out of there without having to worry about you know um you know, getting shot in the, in the back while you're, right. while you're making your way to a safe area for uh, big, for advantage. two or 300 bucks, you can buy a really good option. That'll stop any kind of handgun rounds, you know, with what you're describing, but even less than that, 99 bucks buys you that insert that mm-hmm. will just slide in that, you know, in that panel in your, in your backpack. Um, that'll, you know, at least make your backpack kind of handgun bulletproof, you know, and right. that's something, you know, that that's worth something right there. Uh, definitely something to consider if that's, you know, something you're, you're worried about. Um, there's a lot of things that you can also use as a weapon. That's not necessarily, you know, honestly, a, a piece of pipe is, is not a bad thing that you probably could have in your, your dorm room, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. again, think about what you can have in your car, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with having it in your car and nearby that, you know, we all want some kind of everyday carry and you can find something and that might be a pocket knife. That could be whatever that you can carry around campus, but also maybe something a little bit more when you can get to your vehicle and whatever. Right. Now, right. Um, kind of being aware of how much gas is in your car. Um, I know it's very common for young people and honestly, a lot of people to drive around on like quarter to an empty, you know, tank of gas. 
there right. is a nothing, you know, there's no cost difference in just always filling it in that top quarter versus the bottom, you know, once you fill it the first time, right? So right. just maintaining is not a bad way to go. Um, I don't let my vehicles get that low anymore. I've really made a lot, of, you know, concerted effort to, uh, you know, keep gas on hand and a full tank and, you know, but stuff like that is going to really help out. Also, people talk about having like a hidden cache or, or they say geocaching. Have you heard this right. where, you know, you'll, you'll have the stockpile at, at friends, you know, along the way, or you'll have, you know, something even buried along the way, you know, that's something you could do. Um, where you could have some supplies, you know, hidden kind of along the way that would help you get there. It's something, mm. you know, I, realistically, do I think most people would do that? Probably not. But if it's something you want to, you know, it, it's another option you have available to you. I guess that's, mm -hmm. that's how I would approach that. There's another thing. I know when my kid was away at college, um, they did, uh, they had like uh, those storage containers that'll be like six inches high and like three feet long and, you know, by a foot and a half, you can fit a ton of stuff in there. Um, I also know, you know, you have dorm kind of resources. Uh, some of them had like toilet paper provided by the dorm. I know other ones you had to kind of have your own. Well, they would load that kind of stuff up and, but Always, it's very common for a college kid to have a case of water in their room all the time. Um, that's, again, an extra case in your car would be even cooler. Um, but just keeping that full supply. Um, I basically had like a 72-hour kind of bug out bag. Um, a lot of you guys can go back and check out our videos on not necessarily the bug out bag, but the get home bag. Um, our bug out bag was really for a different purpose. If you watch that video, that was more the, I'm going to kind of rebuild the world kind of thing um, right. that you would throw in your vehicle and take with you. This is a, a get home kind of carry bag. It's not bugging out. It's, it's getting home. There's a difference. Right. You know, I, um, let's just uh, run quickly through the, through a basic get out, get home bag. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're in college, maybe having one in your room and one in your car uh, would be a good idea. Um, but they're not, you know, it's not expensive. I don't want you to, you know, blow $6,000 on each one of these these bags. It can be basic stuff, you know. You want some clothes, yeah. uh, shoes, socks, you know, stuff to keep your feet dry. Uh, I throw a windbreaker in mine just because, uh, you know, it adds a minimal amount of war warmth, but it'll keep you dry in, in inclement weather. Um, whatever kind of clothes you think you think might be necessary, because if you're in college, it's going to be it's going to be mostly winter months that you're going to be there, and you want to be aware of uh, cold weather issues. You're going to want to have about uh, at least two liters worth of water with you. Um, if you can bring additional water, that would be be great in an emergency to just grab it on your way out. But you want to have your bag already stocked. Um, and you want to have some food in there, um, not canned food. Cause that's, you know, that's going to be heavy stuff, but you want, you want, you know, uh, food that's going to have a, at least a one year 
uh, right. life expectancy, something that you can put so, in the bag and not worry about until the end of the year. Right. Uh, so well, hang on, hang on. Let me that. stop you there. So I know I bought like uh, my Patriot Supply. Uh, I, I don't know how their prices are and stuff lately. I haven't really looked. But they, for a while, were offering a 72-hour um, kind of three-day food supply in a bag that was long-term storage. And they were offering that for like 10 bucks. We're not talking about significant, but it's something you got to prepare. Right. Um, so I have one, pay, of, yeah, right. well I have one of those in there. Right. I have one of those in my bag. I also have a, uh, a um, shoot, at like Gander Mountain, they had this big like 2,500 calorie kind of like, I, I don't know if it's protein slash food bar, you know, whatever, where, again, it's not something that I imagine I would ever want to eat. It would probably taste horrible, but it's calories and if I'm starving. And my experience has been with stuff like that is it kind of fills you up and makes it that, all right, yeah, now there's like something in my belly. I'm not hungry, whereas it's not necessarily something you want to eat. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, and having a full belly and kind of getting some nutrients isn't exactly a bad way. Um, Tylenol, something like that to work through a little bit of pain or Advil, you know, I, I kind of like Motrin myself, um, which Advil same, uh, I would also say with the water, I'm kind of in agreement with you that two or three liters, um, I, I know my get home bag has a bladder in it. Um, the camelback kind of thing. Yeah. Having like a, a gallon container of water sitting in your dorm room or whatever that you can pour into the camelback bladder before you go would be the way I would plan something like that. Um, right. You also want at least like two separate water bottles. Um, now work with me here as containers is what I'm worried about. So you're going to want the water, but you're going to want them as containers. Now, you're never going to be able to carry enough water to go any kind of real distance. You're going to need to replenish your water supply. So having a good water filter, something simple. Um, I mean, I know you see the Life Straw. That's like the popular one. I, I don't see too many ads anymore. But um, I know Sawyer makes a great one that um, you can just screw onto the top of like a uh, regular water bottle. Um, like, you know, the normal like Dasani or whatever, it'll like screw right onto the top of it and you can kind of drink it right through and it'll filter. Those are like 18 bucks or something like that. Having something like that buys you that you can stop and get water anywhere. Um, right. I also found that, uh, they sell these little packets of, uh, they call them water purification tablets. And so you'll have like a little pouch of bleach, basically. They're like, you know, like the little salt things for salt, the little paper packet. They'll have that with bleach in it. And being able to add that, let it sit for 30 minutes, something like that. You're talking about like $2 for like 50 treatments. Right. And something like that, you're able to get water anywhere. That's the answer of what you want to go. So you need some water for your actual, you know, moving. You need containers for the water, but then have, you know, a more long-term way of treating water and finding it. 
And also be aware, you know, if you're in Arizona, you might need more water than, you know, I mean, you know, filtering and treating isn't going to be as easy of an option as if you're in, you know, somewhere, you know, up north or whatever, where we have tons of lakes or, you know, whatever. Anyway, there's that as an option. Um, if you have any kind of prescription drugs, uh, stuff like that, that you're dependent on, that's something to just make sure that you keep a reasonable supply. Um, another thing is making sure you have good footwear and stuff that you've actually worn. You know, we've talked about going on hikes and things like that. And, you know, people buy their brand new shoes that are ready for that, but they end up with blisters and, and, you know, like that. So something that you've worn a little bit, but that's a good, comfortable shoe for hiking, make sure you have that either in your vehicle or in your dorm room, you know, somewhere where you're going to be able to get home with it. So that's not a lot of stuff. All this stuff would fit in a book bag, you know, some extra clothes. Um, you know, we have a more detailed list, you know, available. We have other episodes you can go back and check out. Um, also good, you know, flashlight, something like that. And I also keep, uh, I have a lot of these little keychain lights that are like little press LED ones. I have those connected to like the zippers on my bag, uh, fire starting and cook kit. That kind of stuff, you know, very cheap. I like the Stanley ones. Um, They're very compact. I ended up putting uh, like you could do like instant coffee or you could throw some tea bags or even like little uh, broth stuff. I I know some people like to uh, they take the packets out of ramen noodles, the little uh, like chicken flavor or whatever, and just throw a couple of those in the Stanley container. So that way it's flavored water and it might not taste like ass and kind of give you that, you know, calorie, you know, taste, some salt, some energy, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. So that's that's definitely something you want to think about. But I would also think, you know, there's also the other option of, you know, maybe you kind of hunker down if things are, are that bad, you know, kind of where you are. Maybe talk to the other college kids, though you know, kind of have some people that, hey, you know, if things ever go bad, we could kind of, because if you plan ahead instead of letting chaos and mob rule, you know, if you let fear decide, it's going to end bad for you. Um, right. If and you a have a colleges, plan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of colleges have uh, emergency, you know, emergency plans for different situations. And, you know, wouldn't wouldn't hurt. You might seem like a nerd, but it wouldn't hurt to go around and, and see if you can figure out uh, figure out what their plan is. Do they have like some sort of, a, you know, underground shelter? Do they you know, what are the, what are their plans for emergencies? That way you're right. aware and you're not running around crazy if something happens. And, uh, you know, you know, you know what to do in the immediate situation. And, you you know, then you have a, a plan for a long, long term situation. Right. I do think, um, kind of looping back a little bit, if you do plan to bug out and go home, um, hydrate before you leave. Drink as much water as you can before you take off. You know, there's bathrooms all along the way on the side of the road. So, I mean, there's a tree around every corner. So, you know, at least for boys, girls, girls, you're stuck. I I don't know what to tell you, but... um, I know my wife would say, what, I could use a tree. 
but you know, so teach his own, right? Um, so just be aware of that. Uh, yeah, just hydrate is is crucial. Like Kevin said, kind of find out what resources are available at the school. Um, you know, if they have a plan, you know, honestly, a good school should be planning to take care of their students. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a thing, right? Um, you know, they should have things available to you where they can take care of you. Uh, also, I don't know. It just, uh, I guess that's kind of where I was heading on that. I don't yeah, know what I he mean, got. As a, as a parent, it, it does definitely seems, you know, somewhat scary to, uh, like it's very scary child, you know, travel out in the world and, and start new new situations. And there's a lot of things to worry about aside of this, you know, with, with college, there's a lot of, uh, uh, college kids go through a lot of different, different issues, you know, with, uh, stress and depression, um, suicide, uh, you know, distractions like, uh, sex and drugs, rock and roll, all the fun stuff. Um, on top of that, a lot of, uh, a lot of the food that you're going to be getting while you're at college may not be the most healthy food. You know, they talk about the co- the yeah. freshman 15, you know, where, you know, all the girls get fat when they get there. Uh, boys get fat too, but, you know, less people are concerned about that. But uh, you really need to pe- pay attention to what you're eating while you're there. You know, take advantage yeah. of the gyms they have there. Take advantage of the healthy food you can get. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of new stressful situations you're going to be at going to college. And it's, it can be difficult to navigate that stuff, you know, so you just want to be conscientious um, as a student and you want to be conscientious as the parent of the student that you're, you know, that your kids, uh, you know, uh, getting everything that they need. You know, they might not express to you, you know, some issues that they're dealing with, but uh, you need to be aware of those those sorts of situations. Um, you know, depression and, you know, suicidal thoughts and stuff is is not uncommon for people that age especially right. when they're away from home and their support, uh, the support situation. And those are right. also things that you need to prepare for uh, when it comes to college and, and your child going to school or you yourself going away. Right. And that's, I mean, you know, that's part of, you know, your upbringing though, too, is, is, you know, you need to spend time apart, you know, that independence and the things you teach your kids, you know, as they go out and do adventures and go away to camp or go do things as they grow up, that gives them their ability kind of to cope. And our, really our culture has changed over the years where we don't do as much of that with the younger kids. They don't spend much time away from mom and dad. And, you know, like I think it used to be a lot more prevalent back in the day. We kind of had a world set up to you know, for kids to go off and, you know, they used to spend the night at other people's houses from very early ages and just kind of always away from mom and dad and, and culture shifted from that. And I think that is something to be aware of and, you know, something to prepare for. I know my kids went through it where they had a tough time, you know, going away to school and, and it just, Oh, I'm lonely or whatever. I don't know. Um, And again, having a network, having good friends, people you can count on, out there and even if it's not other adult friends even if it's people you meet at college you know maybe you have a friend at college who's local who you know their family's right there and that's you know the resource for you and like i said 
you're an adult when you go away to college. There's nothing wrong with if things are really tough to get home and you're stuck with you toughing it out there. But I know it's a lot easier on your heart and your parents if you kind of discuss these things and you have a plan beforehand. You know, hey, if things got really bad, instead of risking my life trying to walk home, you know, then what I could do is hunker down here, you know, and Mm -hmm. these are things to consider. Uh, You know, I have family, you know, I have my, my kids are, uh, you know, hundreds of miles away. Right. And there's a good chance their best move is to not come here. But I think another thing is to pay attention to the signs, pay attention to what's going on in the world. You know, how bad is it? If you think things are really bad, maybe you make a trip home. Um, you know, it, I, I think the signs are always kind of there. Um, I mean, we could be blindsided if, you know, China had like an EMP tomorrow. No, I wouldn't be prepared for it as far as telling my kids, Hey, you should all come here right now. You know, yeah, that you're blindsided by that. But as tensions escalate and threats are made back and forth and things start, you know, building up. It's something to pay attention to and be aware of because maybe being separated is something you can prepare for. And if you choose to be away and you don't have the resources where you are, then be aware of what the political climate is. Kind of pay attention to the news, pay attention to gas prices. You know, usually you do have a day or three to, you know, with as far as like, oh, gas prices are starting to go up, starting to get crazy. Hey, you know, the dollar's kind of been a free fall. Hey, the market crashed. But that doesn't mean the world is collapsed tomorrow when, you know, the market crashes. But it might be in the next four or five days, you know, that when, you know, just be aware and paying attention to the news. Um, speaking of, there is some things going on in the news these days. The world's been uh, kind of uh, crazy, right? Um, yeah, I well, guess we live in a very woke society. Yeah, well, that, there were some issues going on. It? Yeah, there were some issues going on that I wanted to touch on before we wrap up. Um, I think last week we, uh, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. Last week, um, uh, <clears throat> 41-year uh, four-star gen- general um, uh, uh, Mark Milley, had an exchange yeah. with um, admitted whoremonger Matt Gates. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Matt Gates is the representative from from Florida who uh, okay. admitted to paying the rent of and the college tuition and making direct payments to the women that he was having sex with. That Matt Gates. Oh, um, yep. So Matt Gates has no uh, military experience at all. But somehow he's on the Armed Services Committee, and that gave him the opportunity to speak with uh, uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark General Milley. Milley. Yep. Um, so instead of instead of asking legitimate questions and being educated, he thought it would be the best bet would be to de- be disrespectful to uh, Mark Milley, and uh, said some rude shit to him, and. Um, Mark Milley replied and made uh, suspected uh, embezzler Matt Gates look like an asshole. 
you know, the guy that uh, is accused of the Justice Department for uh, embezzling um, campaign finances to pay for hookers. That Mark Milley. Oh, right. Um, or, so, yeah, Milley. so he, yeah. Said, he decided to say some rude shit to the general, and the general, you know, put him back in his place, corrected his... So, his confused uh confused ramblings well and that's so he was worried about the the woke culture at the ward college is that yeah he was, was he happening? was he was concerned that they were teaching uh critical race theory at the war college uh they are not uh however the general uh gave an excellent reply about why it's important for the leadership of the military to be aware of what's going on with the people that are in the military serving in the military uh, to be a good leader, that you have seems to be aware logical. of the people you're leading. I think that makes sense. Um, however, I think that uh, uh, accused pedophile Mark Milley uh, disagreed. Um, Wait, I thought Mark noted, Milley was the noted, general. Yeah, I'm sorry. Accused uh, pedophile Matt Gates. Yeah. Yes. Um, All right. Yeah. For some reason, uh, known illegal drug user Mark Milley thought that the other way Matt Gates Matt Gates sorry Matt Gates thought that he should uh he should um wait until the general left to make a comment about why uh let's see why why what did he say he said something along the lines of leadership like Mark Milley was the reason that the United States has fought more wars than they've won uh, this is from Matt Gates, the person who's never served in the military in his entire life, uh, talking about four-star general and four times bronze star winner, uh, Mark Milley. So I feel like if somebody has served in the military longer than you've been alive, maybe you shouldn't talk to him like a disrespectful piece of shit, especially if you act like a Republican or say you're a Republican, but go against every Republican ideal that exists. Now, I know uh, uh, suspected tra uh, sex trafficker Matt Gates, um, you know, has a lot of fun talking about woke culture and, you know, is real good at, like, owning the libtards and shit like that. People like him because he says rude shit. Being rude to people like uh, uh, General Milley is... Uh, it's just a dick, dick move. So, yeah, like a, like that bitch move that he pulled when he started talking about Mark Milley when he wasn't there anymore because he didn't want to get his ass kicked by a Green Beret on C-SPAN. So, if you're, you're not if angry you're, or anything. I'm not, I'm not angry, but I am a little disappointed that, that Tucker Carlson took uh, Matt Gates' side and called uh, oh. General Mark Milley uh, a stupid pig. Um, yeah, you know, Tucker that. Carlson, the guy who also never served in the military a day in his life, uh, feels like somehow he knows more about the military than somebody with 41 years of years of experience. I'm just saying, maybe shut your fucking mouth if you don't know what you're talking about. That's all. It's disappointing because Tucker Carlson is a smart guy and he should know better. But he in instead decided to, to cut the clip up to make it seem that Mark Milley was saying things that he wasn't saying. So watch the Tucker Carlson video if you want, but also watch the full video and see what actually happened instead of listening to uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's propaganda show, which I don't know why 
being a smart guy that he is. I don't know why he's so obsessed with like Mr. Potato Head and transsexuals. Those aren't important topics, but for him, that's like, seems like that's his jam. Just transvestites. The whole fucking show is about transvestites, transsexuals, bullshit like that. Nobody gives a fuck, Tucker Carlson. There's real shit going on in the world. Like Xi Jinping in Tiananmen Square last week talking about how anybody that goes against China will get their head head bloodied and bashed against the wall of steel. Maybe talk about that instead of uh, your obsession with uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show or whatever the fuck it is you talk about now. There's real shit going on in the world. Let's focus on that. That's all I'm saying. And with that, okay, I'm just speechless. So there you have it. Um, No, but that's the thing. I mean, pay attention to what's going on. Understand our culture is changing. There is a lot of things that can even affect you at college with how our government and how political things are becoming. And I don't know. It's a crazy world. And I hate to say it, you know, prepping and preparing your mind to deal with and understand people that think very different than you do. You know, there's always the one professor and sometimes it's, it's better to keep your mouth shut. And sometimes, you know, if you're like me, you like to do battle all the time, you know, you can kind of choose your uh, path, but stay true to your values and, Sometimes it's all right to keep your head down and other times, uh, you know, be a man and stand up. So anyway, if you enjoyed this show, uh, you can uh, leave a review wherever you downloaded it. Uh, You want to check out some cool Prepping Badass gear, you can go to PreppingBadass.com. You enjoy the show, you can also uh, support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash PreppingBadass. Otherwise, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Ooh.